So the man, the myth, the legend, the man with a golden voice himself, Bo Curly. Styles by the pod. Wow. That's all I can say. Literally just wow. And if you haven't already, go check him out at Bo the Goat TV uh, on TikTok. But definitely, definitely such a pleasure talking. Again, Bo. I think talking to food creators and other chefs and other uh, people on TikTok is amazing. Can you hear me, Casey? Am I good? You're good. Your levels you, are good. What you sipping you, on, dog? Are you recording what you on? What you sipping on? Green Yo, tea? Yo, I'm always sipping on tea, my guy. Okay. Yo, today is uh, poor tea today. Oh, okay. So no, no oolong. Ooh. So but just two of poor. So, so, uh, so, Bo, what do you like, uh, tea or coffee? Uh, tea every morning, but I am a blonde espresso, two pumps of caramel, salted cold foam guy, probably three <laughs> oh, times a shit. week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. That's like the only- it's, Full order. It, it's basically- the caramel macchiato latte without yeah. all the bullshit. It's just okay. the espresso and the salted caramel cold foam is legit. It's like 300 calories and I'm in and out. So that's yeah. like my go-to. But any other day, man, it's like some mint tea in the morning, you know. Something yeah, something. that's cool. Dude, it's crazy because uh, I, I just recently upgraded my espresso machine. I'm really big into espresso. So um, I upgraded to a, I would call it a prosumer a beginner level prosumer espresso machine. So I had a Breville for years, but let me tell you something, man, like uh, actually dialing an espresso shot and, and like really sourcing the beans. It's almost like cooking, to be honest with you. You could, yeah. I never knew what good espresso tastes like until I went down this rabbit hole of like actually like, uh, you know, uh, weighing the beans, you know, figuring out the grinder and then, you know, the espresso shot. And it's, and it's amazing because I'll never go back, man. I can't believe like, <laughs> <laughs> like I can't believe how you can change the taste and the 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 texture of a shot just by making a few tweaks by either less grinds in the actual machine or uh you know grinding it a little bit smoother. I mean it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So 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 listen, I'm I, this is my first time meeting you and I just want to get like a 3 minute summary where you're from, uh what got you into food, how old are you, how many kids, what your family's like. If we could just do that, that'd be awesome for for me and our listeners. Yeah, sure. So uh, my name's Bo. I am 38 years old, uh, married with four kids. Uh, so my my food journey is uh, is is, is kind of complicated. So I I did the corporate thing. I, I worked at a corporate extended warranty insurance company up until 2018. I was with the same company for a little over a decade. Um, you know, in college, I was going to retire a C level executive and and live that life. Uh, I got a very transparent view of corporate America um, in September of 2018, parted ways with the company. Uh, at the time, I had like just lost a bunch of weight. So I was uh, back up a little bit. I was 475. I fly home to see my mom. She loses a bunch of weight. I come back that Monday and lose like just go on this war path, lose 200 pounds, whatever. So that is really when my relationship with food got very intimate because I love food mm. so much, but I was one of those like big people who were like, man, I'm not eating that shit. Why can't I eat what I want to eat and maybe cut corners in the prep and not sacrifice taste? Because back then, uh, you know, they were doing like baked salmon, no salt, no pepper, you know, everybody was scared of everything. So at any rate, um, I'm in NutriShop Alliance and a friend of mine at the time, Mike, who's now my business partner, he was following me on Instagram and he goes, dude, you should, you should try selling your food. And I go, all right, man, I'll do a pop-up. 
uh, that pop-up spawn proper prep LLC. Um, I don't want to call it a secret because I kind of got into a back and forth about this on uh, TikTok yesterday. So I currently serve as CEO of Proper Prep LLC, which is a meal prep company nice. here in Dallas, Fort Worth. Hmm. Um, and the question I get asked is, why didn't you say anything, blah, 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 which kind of leads into the TikTok thing. So a f- another friend of mine was at Disney, right? And I had did Shop to Meter. I love you guys. No disrespect intended. They had posted a video of king crab legs and the girl was trying to break the king crab legs, but they were literally bending. They were rubber. So I send I send my boy Eddie a video and I go, dude, how the hell am I not viral? I know the content I pop out. I put out. So he says, dude, you should do duets. So I'm like, what the fuck is a duet? And he's like, (laughs) go on TikTok, search a duet. It's basically people commenting on videos. And I'm like, well, shit, I do that every day with you anyway. So he's like, all right, do it. Ironically enough, I do a medium rare. This dude made a, he deep fried a pecan. It was something crazy. And chef, you actually commented on it. So I do a bunch of research on how to get engagement on TikTok videos. Yeah, And so... I hear if you say wrong information, it'll trigger engagement. So I'm like, guys, medium rare is 140 to 155 degrees. And and people like came for me in the comments, just came for me in the comments. That video did a million. And so I kind of thought it was a fluke. And then I did like one or two other videos. And the beauty of it was... You know, when I do stuff for the business and and you guys know this for proper prep, you you know, you got to make sure that the company's image is maintained. There's a certain aura I want to display when I'm talking about proper prep. But on TikTok, man, it's just Bo. It's just it's the father of four. I can be myself unapologetically, excuse me. Um, So my journey with food has always been discovery, which is why. You know how Siri likes to yeah, Siri be right, popping right, up. Right, right, right. like, like, chill out, so, Siri. <laughs> right, right. So I, I'll be honest with you, it never worked in a kitchen. You know, I was, I was, a, I grew up an only child. I've always been into cooking though. So I would watch Emerald Lagasse shows, bam, right, right. Yeah. And I'd go in the kitchen and just try and recreate whatever he did. What I didn't realize, what I, I was really practicing as a kid. And then my children working in corporate America, you need an outlet, right? cooking was my outlet. So my cooking was passion and feel based. I was cooking for my kids, my wife, et cetera, et cetera, lost the weight. And, you know, big into my faith, man, sometimes God will kind of give me a tap on the shoulder to go, dude, you should go try and sell your food. Dude, you should hop on TikTok. And every, you know, every little hint I pay attention to. So, so here I am, man. I mean, it's been a, um, I do not have a long background in the culinary space. You know, corporate America is kind of my thing, but, you know, just kind of found, found my thing with tiktok dude that's amazing man that's a great story that's i love yeah, that man that's pretty awesome. I, I absolutely love that man and i try to tell people all the time man like you don't need to have training to cook food you know what i'm saying like so i i also had a meal company so i had uh, a meal meal prep company in los angeles called uh uh packed meals right and then my brother has one in philly and it's called it was called it's called stacked meals which he's up and uh, up and coming right now we were partners in that but i think meal prep is the future Seriously, people don't want to prep their food, man. People, people, convenience is king. But um, just getting back to, uh, you know, when I first started out on TikTok, I I as well did duets and um, I was duetting. But the problem is, is I straight, you might see, I might throw a couple like chef, hashtag chef authorized duets. But the problem that I was running into is 
the community that it was building was too much hate for me. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, they, yeah. they, 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 they want me to, they want me to rip people apart and I'm just not into that. Like I will, I will like correct something if I see it wrong or I'll, I'll give my point of view in the most positive way. But I don't like that, uh, Gordon Ramsay type of, uh, duetting. Right. And this is, so this is all people wanted, like literally like 90% of my people wanted, they just, they're just nasty people. And so that's the only thing like with duetting, like, and I'm not going to lie. I it was, I was, uh, and I'm just going to tell a little snapshot. I know Casey's probably heard this like 17,000 times. <laughs> so I was, I committed to doing TikToks. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to do, I'm going to post every single day. Right. And then I swear to God, I had posted like 40 to 40 to 50 videos back to back to back to back. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Still only 800 followers. And I'm like, okay, you know what? It's, it's fine. Like this is part of it. And I was like, you know, Gary V just tells me to post. So I'm just going to do it. I, I shit you not. Nope. No care. I've used my selfie camera. I duetted somebody making an all pop steak. Okay. And I'm like, you know what, this is a, this is a good video. And then I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not correcting or anything. I'm just encouraging because I think a lot of people get intimidated with making classics, you know, like with like, whether it's holidays or eggs, Benedict or a poivre sauce or bechamel, they get really intimidated because there's a certain structure you have to follow. I do edit this video and it popped off, man. I'm talking like, you know, it went extremely viral and uh, I was like, oh my God. So I just continued to do that. But um, I changed the game up because, um, like I said, I didn't like the following that I was getting. Like now my follower base, if you look at my comments, it's really, it's unique. People are actually engaged. Um, you know what I'm saying? The analytics are really good. But when I was doing the duets, man, I just realized that people wanted me to be Gordon Ramsay. And I just, I, I was just not liking, you know what I'm saying? Like that, I don't know if you notice that as well, but like you get a lot of trolls and a lot of hating and people want you to freaking crush people's soul. And right. I'm like, and I, yeah. And I'm like, Hey, I'm like, listen, I'm not that type of chef. And I'm like, I really wish you guys knew Gordon Ramsay for the type of chef that I know Gordon Ramsay as. And what people don't realize is Gordon Ramsay in my eyes is one of the leaders in the culinary industry. He, you know, he got three Michelin stars. He worked for Marco Pierre white. He is, he is, a really amazing chef, but guess what his legacy is? His legacy is trashed. His legacy yeah. is trashed. He all he is known as is this chef that screams. Hell's Kitchen. And, exactly. I mean, and like this is, I'm a regular, not to cut you off, but like no, me but, as a non-professional, just a consumer, you know, four or five years ago, he he just he he likes to yell. I mean, when I what's yeah. sad is the Gordon clips I have in my head are him going off. I really don't have many Gordon clips of my yeah. in my head of him actually talking. And it's, you know, it's mm -hmm. funny you mentioned the duet thing. I purposely changed my structure. So when I do it, I had a checklist. For yeah. one, I had to mention the original creator and I had to shout them out within the opening, which is really why I started the one take thing, because I wanted to give a break mm -hmm. of, hey, uh, chef, shout out to Chef Authorized uh, for these fluffy eggs. One take, blah, 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 blah. And I never, to your point, I here's what's weird about the culinary space. And, and, and you something so subjective has so much specificity. I don't get it. I can cook one dish. I can give it to 10 different people. I will get probably eight to 10 different responses. But exactly. when, and it's funny you mentioned about the hollandaise, bernays, that one sandwich I did the other day. I This is what I wanted. I wanted yolk, a little bit of kick. And I was like, should I do a classic? I'm like, I'm going to do what I want. Like it's, and, and I actually made a joke and I said, call it bonnets. I don't give a shit. It was still good. You know what I mean? And it's just, so like whenever I talk to people about food and they're like, well, this isn't good. I go, 
I guarantee I can take this to someone else who says it is good. So yeah. a lot of times I'll watch a Gordon clip and he'll trash something. And I'm like, man, it, it, it not not Gordon's palate, because I do not want to go on record questioning Gordon's palate. Yeah. But sometimes you ever have somebody tell you something's really good and then you taste it. And you're like, what? What did you yeah. eat the same thing? I did? Yeah. So that's my approach to food. And, and, and so my end game, I'll be honest with you. My end game was always to show off my cooking. This is probably the fourth iteration of Bo. And, and, and a lot of people will tell me, dude, you blew up quick on TikTok. There is a Cooking with Bo YouTube page. There's a Cooking with Bo Instagram. There's a Bo Diddley Tales on Instagram. Man, I was doing YMCA recipes for senior citizens trying to get that mm. pop off. TikTok just kind of happened. And I think for me, I was talking to my son, it was the fruition of me just to keep going. And I think when you mentioned the Gary V approach, man, you just got to like keep going. And, and I was talking to somebody saying, TikTok is a monopoly board. You may drop a Baltic, you may drop a park place, but you never know when somebody will come around to that to 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 that video. Yeah. Um, and and I apologize. You know, the, the last piece of this tangent, which I know okay. will probably piss a couple of but is it's not unpopular opinion. My opinion of TikTok and this whole creator space coming from corporate America is much different. Mm -hmm. So flashback seven, eight years, I'm sitting in a boardroom. We're buying lead list. We're buying lead list of people of a certain demographic who have kids who like this, who like that. And we paid for those lead lists to call people. Well, TikTok, the algorithm to me is like the evolution of that. Mm. You basically say, look, I'm going to make a video about eggs. And TikTok says, let me show this shit to people who like eggs and see if they like it. Mm. Um, but it's free. You know what yeah. I mean? So TikTok, I don't. I guess, feel the pressures that a lot of the, you know, cr creators feel. And I think cooking for us, because we like cooking so much, like, dude, I can, I can literally see it in your eyes in your video. You know what I mean? You just, you, you, you genuinely love what you're doing. You know, I was listening to your podcast with, with Marco and you were saying, sometimes I forget I'm recording cause I'm so yeah. into the food yeah. and, um, yeah, man, at any rate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good point, man. That's a, that's a really good point. I, I, you know, it's funny because, uh, I try to encourage creators, like, don't go for just the viral video. Like I, I, can, I guarantee you, I could, if I wanted to post a viral video today, I could do it. I could do it. I could do it. I could, I guarantee you, I could post a video today that would cause, that would spark up comments that would, that would make people pissed off. People get people to engage. But the thing is, is I am, I've had quite the few viral videos and I'll be honest, man, I am not, a, I am not a fan and it goes to show here's, here's a good, here's a good, here's a good thing. Listen, Ryan can cook. I love the I love the guy. We we're friends. This is no hate towards him or at all towards uh his content. I love it. You know, I don't know if you you know Ryan can cook. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he has great. Well, I don't know him. I just yeah. follow. Him. So yeah, I know him and his mama. His mama uh, follows me and everything. And and the thing is, is I asked him one day. I was like, dude, because he every single video he posts goes mega viral, right? Five, six, it does seven, man. seven, eight million views. And uh, and it's funny because I look at his analytics and his fan base. And it's like, man, see, this is what I don't want. I want to transition my community into like, I'm not going to say customers, but I want to say I want a community under me. Right. And I notice every time I post a viral video or every time a video goes viral, I, I, I get so many people that I don't want following me. And, and like, and, do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, like, yeah. like, like, like seriously and, and causing chaos. And uh, that's why now I'm like, I am so adamant about just posting content. I don't care how many 
likes, if, you, if it hits a thousand views, I'm good, man. I'm leaving it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same with me. And like, I'll just be honest, man. I'm too much of an asshole to ignore. I, like, I've got a limit of stuff I can ignore. And that's my problem. Bro. I'll go through comments. And like, people, I'm just one guy. He's like, oh, dude, just ignore the BS. Ignore the BS. It is, I'm like, uh, I can only go with so long before I start responding. And then that puts me in a different space on TikTok. Look, Casey yeah. is that he is that he we are Casey and I are like yin and yang. He is ultimate petty. He puts the P in petty. <laughs> <Clap back clean. laughs> yeah. And it's funny because like I stopped doing that. Like I told I told, I was like, dude, I don't have time. Like I and I feel bad because some of my following actually are genuinely having questions. And, and I'm like, let's listen. Like I, I look at comments for 24 hours and then I'm, I'm on to the next, you know what I mean? But Casey will tell you about that. He is, he will, because here's the thing. This is the thing with Casey. He's a professionally trained chef. So anything having to do with food, he is well-versed. Some of these people in the comment sections have no idea what they're talking no, about. Right, right. They just, they just, they just blabbing at the mouth and they just want to like, you know, they see a 30 second video and all of a sudden they want to be a, a, a comment section they're chef. All you know Michelin what I mean? star levels, right? <laughs> yeah. But oh, Kate, that is the main Kate, issue with TikTok, bro. Yeah, Casey will. So, bunch well, of little kids. Yeah, it, you know? but listen, I think that's okay. I think that's okay, and I'm, I'm, I, I encourage. There's a couple. I have a couple of young cooks, and uh, you know, quite a bit of young cooks that follow me, and I'm genuinely interested in their success. It makes me a better chef, and uh, you know, and I tell them that. Like, I have a few of them that I message personally, and I say, "Hey, listen, you know, they ask me for advice because I'm not going to lie. To become a chef or to be a chef is it, it's it's not an easy road, and it's not a fruitful road as far as money. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a it's a grind. It's a grind, and it's like. I think a lot of young cooks and young culinarians, you know, they, they dump all of their money in culinary school. Right. And I'm just like, dude, don't like, I'm not telling you not to get an education, but culinary school is not worth it in 2021 or 2022. Wow. I mean, so many people I have heard that because for me, you know, coming from the the, the corporate space, I, I, you know, I I knew I'm like, man, I, I, should I, you know, go to culinary school first before I, you know, before I even started Mm -hmm. my business. And I remember a good friend of mine was like, Dude, if you want to throw money out the window, just send it down here. He's, yeah. and, and and so he's like, he's like, man, you know how to cook. And I'm like, yeah, bro, but yeah. you've been to school. He's like, dude, the stuff that you he was like, the stuff you'll you know probably 80%. And he he made the same comment. He said, culinary school has not evolved. It's the same culinary yeah, school it was 20 years shit. ago, but yeah. all the different cooking methods and we have access to YouTube. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, hell, I can go watch your master classes and learn, probably yeah. learn more from that than going yeah. to culinary school. So, so I definitely get it. Yeah. That straight up. makes me feel a little bit better, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, very much. I, I mean, I mean, listen, I'll, I'll keep it real, man. I, um, I think it, it blows my mind that, uh, you know, cause I treat, I treat like the, I'm treating the, uh, chef authorized as a small business, right? The, the, the brand. And that's what I'm gonna continue to grow, but it's a marathon. It's not a sprint, but it blows my mind how, when I was 18 years old, I could pull out up to $140,000 in student loans, but I couldn't get a $10,000 business loan. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? 18 years old, dog, no credit, zero credit. And I'm able to pull out a student loan for a hundred and twenty with no collateral. All you needed was your name and a, yeah, I didn't even need a co-signer. And listen, let me tell you something. I think that's fucked up. I think that's I agree. fucked up. It is. I think Extremely. I think it's I and that's why I tell I have a YouTube video on this and I tell and I'm gonna I'm gonna make another one because listen, man, I think it's unfair to be 18, 19 years old to come out of culinary school sixty to seventy to eighty thousand dollars in debt. And the problem is is I've seen a lot of good cooks that have just couldn't couldn't work and uh work a cook's 
pay, right? Couldn't can't be at the bottom, can't be at the bottom level. You can't do that when you're paying for a, a freaking a BMW uh, student loan. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, listen, bro, I'm 36 years old right now. I'm still paying culinary school, right? I'm still paying 30, 300 bucks a month, or whatever. And uh, listen, and it's 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 kind of messed up. And I don't want to go on a tangent on school because I'm not trying. I'm not trying to tell. Uh, I want to make this very very clear. It depends. It's very specific to your situation, right? So if you, if you can go to a tech school that's less than five grand, do it, right? Like if you could, it has to be reasonable. It has to be reasonable. Like if you, you know, if your parents are going to pay for your schooling, wonderful, great. As long as there's no, there's no strings attached, I would do it. But at the same time, like if you're ex-military or whatever the case may be, then it might be a good idea. It depends on your certain situation. But if you're somebody like me that, you know, back then, um, when I was growing up in the industry, it was 2000, any, from 2003 to 2005, it made sense for me to get my paper, my culinary degree. And gotcha. I went for, I went for a, uh, I went for culinary and also baking and pastry. Right. So I went the, with the double associates, which was, which was ideal for me, but I wouldn't say the same nowadays. Casey, what's Pressure. your point of view? What's your point of view on that? I feel like I'll just keep talking. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, you're yeah. good. I so I'm I'm a school of hard knocks. I did not go to school. I just I went to like like you know you, we've been talking about this because like I went to a kitchen and this is a uh, full disclosure. I didn't have papers before, right? So I was what was known the permanent kitchen manager. I could not get any higher than that. I was always under the table. Um, that's why staging for me worked efficiently because it was for free anyway so i went to michelin restaurants in the city but i i did that for so long and then when i finally got the papers i'm like ah fuck it i'm I'm going gung-ho i'm going for exec and i was corporate you know and i never went to school i just i just kept training i just like i'm gonna go to this restaurant next i'm gonna i'm gonna learn how to do this and that's what i did and it worked fine i I got paid for it i didn't have to go to school for it um and plus i didn't have fucking what it was 2002 I graduated fucking culinary school was like 70 grand for CIA yeah. and, and a city. Yeah, I'm just crazy. like a year, yeah. a year. I'm, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Don't got time hey, for that. Not doing yeah, it. And, and you know, what's crazy is like, thankful. Okay. So I'm not going to say all culinary school is bad, but what, what I am going to say is thankfully at that time I was actually bought purchasing a house. So I was like 19. Right. And I was making a decision mm. on culinary school. Right. My, my mother is a mortgage broker. So she was like, listen, you want to purchase a house and then you can flip it, pay off your student loans. Like, that's a good idea. I'm like, okay, great. Um, but so I kind of knew the only thing I knew about finances was, you know, obviously because my, my, uh, my parents were encouraging me to go to culinary school. Right. But they didn't want to pay for it, but they were telling me to go to culinary school. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, um, the thing is, is I knew I couldn't afford Johnson and Wales. I knew I couldn't afford CIA. I'm like, it's too expensive. My brother went to the art Institute, right? He's also a chef. We're twins. He went to the art Institute and you know, he had, you know, his, his was double the price of mine, right? Double the price. And it's funny because I, at least I am just so grateful that I had the, where I had the mental fortitude to be able to know that, okay, I can't afford this. Cause I was like, Hey, uh, you know, I was t- asking the financial advisor because everybody at the school was like, oh, it's okay. Don't worry. You can defer them. You can get a forbearance. You can pay them off later. But what they don't tell you is you also need to work as a line cook for fucking six years before you get to a sous chef level. You know what I'm saying? And then when yeah. you're at sous chef level, you're at the base salary, base salary, sous chef level, especially if you're in a, fi- a, a good establishment. And, um, you know, it takes years to, to get to a, uh, you know, an not... I don't want to say an exec level, but I want to say to a salary that is actually feasible. It's a living wage. You know what I mean? And uh, hopefully that is changing. I'm praying to God that the industry is kind of changing because, uh, you know, it, it's not looking good for the future, especially with all this, this COVID stuff, you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it has to. And, and I mean, I think the, 
the entrepreneurial space has kind of jump-started it across all yeah. spaces. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have, you know, a guy like me who can go get a food truck and can market on social media and, and, and boom. But I think, you know, back in, you know, 20 years ago, I don't, you know, the paths were, uh, classic as they yeah. say go to school get the paper yeah. you know fo follow follow the path and i think the i don't know if it was my generation our generation or the generation before us who kind of said well let's work smarter not harder yeah you know what i mean so you know what that's a that's a good you know it's so funny you say that about the food truck because i had this i had this um i had this dream it was really weird actually it was I had this barbecue food truck right and i like deep down inside i have a really deep passion for like smoked smoked food like my man but like barbecue you know what i mean yeah. like real barbecue like offset smoker barbecue oh we should get into that but um yes please i want to yeah. attack your pellet customers your pellet people yeah. and, you know so <laughs> it's so funny you know what? that's a great point i'm gonna play devil's avocado so so um with it's funny because a lot of i don't understand why people get so bent out of shape between uh stick burning and pellet right i think it's two different things tell me if i'm wrong here right like i i I, I'm going to say it's like, it's like this. I, I, people get so upset because they see me cook with an offset smoker. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, listen, this just because I worked in a restaurant that had live fire and I know the taste difference. Right. I know if it came off of a Traeger mm -hmm. or if it came off of a stick burner. Thank you. Go ahead. Yeah. So that's it. And so when I, I was originally in Ohio and moved to Texas, when I was in Ohio, I thought I knew barbecue. And then I came to Texas. Mm. The first smoker I bought was a vertical like, you know, the Home Depot, it's 140 bucks. It's the offset mm. box to the right. And there is a wood guy around the corner for me. So fresh chopped wood. And it was a lot of me learning how to maintain temperature fluctuations, yeah. blah, blah, yeah. blah. Keep it at 275, air control, knowing where to put the vent on the on the top, bottom, and all of this that in between. Well, then these, these, these pellet grills come out, right? Yeah. And so to me... I am big on the art of things. Yes. If you get what I'm saying. And so I personally, personally feel like and I, I said this when I did that prime rib, prime rib Christmas, I want to do that with lump charcoal and actual apple yeah. wood. And the other thing, I have chef friends of mine with, you know, oh, I just got this pellet smoker and I'm like, okay, well, what do you, what, what's your setup? And I'll look on the video and they have three smoke boxes in the damn thing trying to duplicate that smoke. And I can taste the difference. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've even smoked yeah. meat with no seasoning as a control and then tasted yeah. it on the pellet. It is night yeah. and day. And to me, I don't know if I would ever buy a pellet grill and sacrifice the taste. And I, listen, I am not sponsored by Master Built at all. Let me say that. But the <laughs> they have the Master Built 1050. Check this out, dude. It's a it is a it's the same thing as like the Traeger, mm -hmm. but it uses actual wood, and that's what I use. So yeah. I can do a 12-hour smoke using charcoal, lump wood, etc. And also look on the bag of the pellets and look at the ingredients. I mean, it's the yeah. same argument I make about, you know, pasture eggs compared to cage free and all that, all that different yeah. type of stuff. So I just think the smoking, the, the the essence of like old school smoking, if you really want to get into it, I don't know yeah. if you can hit it on a Traeger. And I, you know, no. I just, no, I, I just, I just don't know, man. 
What 100%, you know what? I agree with you 100%. So here's my, here's my point of view, my chef point of view. For me, it's, it's funny because like, I, I get this question all the time. Do you use gas? Do you use electric? Do you use, oh, no, I'm sorry, gas or induction. And for me, it's funny because it's like, no, I prefer gas, but guess what? I use induction all day. Cause that's what I have at my house. Mm. I lease this motherfucker, right? I'm not going to switch out the stove to get gas just because that's what I want. No, I got small kids, whatever. And it's funny because I think the same thing with, uh, with, uh, offset smoke smoker like stick burning and pellet like for me i don't care what you do at your house in your backyard but if you want to open a barbecue restaurant and say you are authentic barbecue you are not lining up triggers <laughs> don't yeah exactly exactly please for the love of god don't do that to yourself because there are some people like i've talked i've had some conversations with people that are really deep into barbecue so i don't know if you know but uh there's there's a chef out here his name's matt horn it's it's called a horn barbecue in uh, oakland and uh, you should look him up man he's a dude his his barbecue is great. And, um, but anyway, it's funny because like, I, I will be honest, uh, convenience is king. So mm -hmm. the thing is, is 100%. the fact that you can set it and forget it with these Traeger grills and these pellet smokers, you know, it's, it's an advantage. And it's like, so for me in my head, it's like, I would love to have both, but I'll be honest, I, I'm, I prefer the stick burner because that's what I, that's what I know. And that's what I feel good about. And that's what I know taste is going to taste better. But I can agree. I can definitely sympathize with people that do not want to manage that fire because I, oh, I will. It's a pain in the ass. I will argue that that listen, especially on the small ones. I ha I just have an Oklahoma Joe that I just put some gaskets on. I you know I've sealed it up really nice. Um, you know, changed the inside a little bit, but um, only because I didn't want to spend a thousand dollars on the on a different smoker. Uh, well, I'll be honest. My wife was like, Nah, nah, bro. You better fucking <laughs> chill out. You got too much shit. She's like, You're gonna Stop. use it once a month. I was like, Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I. It's funny because, um, yeah, I'm a hundred percent like, like people ask me all the time, like, but I don't think they're the same thing, right? Like I don't, mm. you're not going to tell me that like, if you're a catering company that's focuses on, uh, like mass catering, like let's say, let's say if you're, uh, or let's say if it's a restaurant, right. And, um, but it's not a barbecue restaurant. Let's say it's like, uh, let's say BJ's, right. Say BJ's wants to put a smoked chicken on the menu and they're using a pellet grill for consistency, but they're not claiming authentic barbecue. Like, listen, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be mad at them. Like, I'm just going to, I understand like you need consistency. And I think that's what the problem is, is when people are, uh, claiming to do like, um, you know, real authentic barbecue, but they're using a pellet smoker. Like, dude, you're asking for fucking trouble. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that is the problem. And it's like, but honestly do whatever you want in your own backyard. Like I'm not going to critique anybody on how they want to cook in their own backyard, but I totally understand where like some of the true, like the true barbecue people, like really like, especially in Texas, man, Texas is crazy. If you ain't using post Oak. Oh my God. I, Cause I use, so <laughs> yeah. it's funny because I live in California. So, uh -huh. In California, almond wood is what um, what I prefer to use, and there's a few reasons. One, because of the high smoke point, and two, because we I like the clean barbecue flavor, whereas uh, post oak, hickory, mesquite, I will do if I'm doing beef, I'll add a couple a couple chunks in there. But um, you know, when I worked at Saison and SF, so this is a three Michelin star restaurant, and we did a taste comparison, right? So we had, so we used live fire, not a smoker, but live fire. We also had a smoker and we burnt several different types of wood, right? We were trying to figure out, okay, what's the best? But um, we realized that almond wood was, okay, any fruit wood. So whether it's like peach or nut wood, pecan, 
peach, pecan, yeah. Uh, apple. Yeah, it, it's, it, it was really good. But almond burned the cleanest and left the cleanest flavor. But I really like to use that as my primary fuel. And then I'll switch to I'll, – I'll throw in a couple chips of mes- mesquite or – I'm sorry, not chips, but like uh, uh, two-inch two inch blocks. The bl- yeah, the chunks. Yeah, and it's funny because like uh, – it's amazing how you can like how you can one develop that really deep, deep barbecue flavor. You know what I'm saying? Like I smoked a Wagyu brisket and I was so amazed at how how it came out with just like and it didn't it wasn't like I, I don't like acrid smoke. I don't like that white like, you know, when somebody's like barbecue something and they just it's too smoky. Like it's just like you mm. use too it's smoky. almost bitter. Yeah, yeah, you want to you want to spit it out, and it's like, and it's funny because like I didn't know what real barbecue was either until I just went down the rabbit hole. Like you know, once I commit to something, I just I go all in, and uh, I think I really do have a passion for it. But that leads me back to my uh, my original thing when you're talking about the food truck. I was thinking about that. Like, what if you had you know you did a you on on Saturday you smoked you smoked everything right, and then Sunday you just roll around with the smoker on the trailer. And you just sell it mm. straight out of the fucking smoker. You have a box that's a, like a warm box, like literally, like like no fuss. You have pickled pickled this pickled like fresh pickled California vegetables. Um, you know what I'm saying? And you have your meats, and you just sell it by the pound, right? Got a scale right there. You yeah. just sell it by the pound. You make your own barbecue sauce. There's something to say about that, right? Like then, like just like I, I don't know. Like I have a recipe for barbecue sauce on um, way deep down on my page, and I made like a sugar free one. But um, throughout that process, I realized like you there are so many different types of sauces depending on oh man yeah it, it gets really deep and i'm and i'm a big fan of the carolina gold sauce uh like dude it's just it's crazy man so good so yeah, good, that, man. the 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 food truck funny story about a food truck so my wife is like hey there's funnel cakes at the up at the park so you know we go to this food truck it dude it's a basic funnel cake i mean you know the hershey i saw the hershey syrup i saw you know confection sugar regular batter so i'm i'm looking at my uh Damn it. I'm like, man, what the hell did I spend $62 on? <laughs> so they, I'm like, hey, what's this one? You know, $62, da, da, da. literally, man, 60 bucks on funnel cakes. But, he, but I didn't pay for the funnel cake. What I paid for was the ability to walk out of my house, walk down the street, not have to put a mask on. The, the, the dudes were super chill. I felt like I was supporting a small business. It gave me a warm and fuzzy. It was all, it was right there. I felt like I was at, that's really what you pay for with a food truck. And I think with- Correct. COVID, Omicron, whatever the hell is going yeah. on right now, yeah. I think we're going to kind of get back into, you know, people ask me all the time, when do you think it's going to get back to normal? I really, I, th- I think we're kind of developing what the new norm is. And I think more of the, you know, people like who, who want authentic cooking, mm-hmm. but I'll be honest <clears throat> with you because, you know, my youngest son, he's had, he's got respiratory issues. So like when we decide if we're going to go out to dinner, man, that is in the back of my mind, like, Hey, yeah, of course. this could be the time we sit down at a damn restaurant and I catch a gust of wind and then go home. So yeah, with the ability to, I mean, think about a food truck, it's open, you know what I mean? So not to, uh, put some divine intervention on your uh, dream there, sir. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I don't think I was just, I just had this dream. I thought it'd be really dope or like selling back, like backyard barbecue, like out of my house. But the problem is I developed too much. Like it's really smoky, man. Like, cause my, cause my backyard is not that open. Yeah. I live in Silicon Valley. So it's like, I have a small little piece of real estate. It's not like, it's not like enough to, it's funny because I have a quarter wood just sitting in my front patio. It's crazy. Like I said, uh, instead of buying wood from the grocery store, I went to ask somebody who actually sells wood. You know what I mean? Oh and yeah. I just, I just bought a quarter of a cord. Like it was, it was, he's like, what do you do with all this? I was like, Oh, don't worry. You know, I just like the barbecue a little bit. He's like, do you have a restaurant or do you? And I'm like, nah, it's just, 
It's okay. Just put it right here. Like, dude, literally. Ninety-eight I mean, pounds of brisket. I gotta cook. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, but like, yeah. But I love, I love the aspect of like that low, slow. I just love it, man. I love barbecue. I feel like, and tell me, tell me if, I'm, if you agree with this. I feel like the one thing that America has is is barbecue. barbecue. Facts. That's what we like. Do. Facts. I don't care what anybody says. Like, I am proud to be an American. Like, don't don't get me wrong. Like, my nationality is half black, half white. Um, you know, and both of my parents are American. But like, I feel like just with other ethnic cuisines and like, you know, whether it is, I love everything, but like the true one thing that America has is Cajun cuisine and barbecue, like real barbecue, not like hamburgers and hot dogs. I'm talking to like real low, slow barbecue. Yeah. That's what I thought when I was at, you know, in Ohio, you know, it was, uh, you know, kind of like pork ribs. They were baby back. I didn't even know what a spare rib was. Jesus. And so, you know, and then I, you know, I come down and uh, we, I think we went to go and and I get this real, I'm like, man, this, this is a pretty big rib. And then it's just this rabbit hole of, of the different yeah. ribs and, and, and the cooking methods. And you know what I love about cook? It's so intimate oh. Christmas day. Like, mm-hmm. so I, you know, did a prime rib. I could have put it in the oven, but I will tell you getting up at nine o'clock, you know, you start the fire and then, you know, I am cheating with the meter. And then I literally went back out there every 35, 45 minutes to an hour in a set to your point before in a setting like that, when I brought that thing in and the kids come around, the wife comes around and you slice it water wall pink, Mm, you know what I mean? It's just to me, that was worth the, 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 however long I took to do it. And it's, it's a different process when you're smoking meat it, it just is hell yeah so what do you what do you have what do you have uh you say you had the master built yeah so i've got a master built uh 1050 i have a don't ask me why about a year ago i just went and bought an old school 22 inch weber like the thing my okay. dad cooked on uh yeah. and then i have my vertical offset um and then a griddle but the master built okay. 1050 that's the workhorse even for the business we do promote grilled chicken. None of our chicken is done in the oven. So I actually do all the chicken on that grill. So it, it handles a, a pretty decent amount. But ironically enough, I've been using this Weber. Like yeah. I'm talking old school yeah. with the chimney, balling up some newspaper to light it, just like, yeah. just trying to get back into the essence of, you know, barbecue or whatever. I will say this, the older I get, I probably will do some type of pellet, you know, for burgers or hot dogs. But I'm so far gone into low and slow with authentic lump charcoal. I just probably won't go back. But that's my house. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? To your point, man, you can pellet, rec rec tech, whatever you want to do at your house. But for me, I need that low and slow, man. And probably what did it is the culture shock of going from Ohio to Texas. Yeah. And I'm like. I'm like, oh shit, this is barbecue. So yeah, so I mean, you know, it's funny because like, like uh, here's a good example. Is I'll use Joe Rogan as an example. He, you know, he's like, listen, you know, if I'm uh, my time is so limited. Like, if it's four o'clock and I got to make dinner for me and the me and wife and the kids, but I want smoked elk. Like, I'm not going to take the time to light a fire. I'm just going to throw it in the Traeger. The Traeger, I can set it. You could start it with your phone. And I'm like, you know what? I agree with that. And like, there's going to be a day where I'm probably going to have uh, some sort of pellet smoker in my in my in my career because, you know, I think. I think it's cool to use a lot of different equipment to try new things, right? Like I, I can sit here, I can sit here and trash pellet smokers, but the reason I don't is because I never used one, right? That's sure. the real reason. <laughs> I never used one. That's that's the bottom line. I never used one, man. I can't sit here and say uh, it's. I've tasted food off of one, but I haven't um, used one myself. So that's why I think it's really important to, uh, you know, keep in mind what people do at their own house or what do they whatever they post on TikTok. That's up to them. But people ask me all the time. I thought it was funny. 
Hey, but I wanted to ask, okay, so so for okay, I had this conversation with uh with the troll on uh, uh YouTube, but I've cooked a lot of baby back ribs in my life. And the thing is, and you can and trust me, I'm not gonna I'm I don't judge because you can eat your ribs however you want, but I prefer the spare rib off the pork, low and slow, low and slow, tender, fall off the bone. But for baby back ribs, the loin ribs, I like them with te- with uh, some bite. I don't. I think when they fall off the bone, I think they're too dry, and I think the, yes. the texture. Yeah. I think that I think the meat is. I think like and and, I'll, and I'm I'm going to be honest. I think the I think it's so much better if you consider it like quote unquote because I'm not telling anybody how to cook. Consider it more of like a pork loin because that's what it's attached to, right? So, like mm-hmm. for me, for me, I don't eat a pork loin well done. I like eating pork medium, mid rare, kind of. But uh, for the baby back ribs, I like it with a little bite, right? So when you go to take a bite out of it, like you have to kind of pull it off the you rib gotta a little give bit. It, but the rib, but the bones clean. Yes, exactly. Done with, yeah, yeah. So I agree one hundred percent. I'm the, I'm that way with all ribs now. I do oh. not. So like. Okay. I have a shout to your McRib video. So like for years, the joke amongst my crew is I think the McRib is trash. I just, just, it's just in my head. Every time it drops, they go in the group chat and they're like, and I'm like, guys, it's, 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 it's pig parts. Like if you want a chitlin rib, go right (laughs) ahead and eat it. But at the end of the day, so, so at any rate, with ribs, the only time I do fall off the bone is if I'm making that sandwich. If I do spare, I always think there should be a little tug and that mm-hmm. bone should be clear. Yep. If you can twi- if you can just snatch the bone right out, I think they're overcooked. That's just yeah. my opinion. Yeah, know? me too. Me too. I agree with that. Now, now listen, that's not to say it's not good. It's just oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Right. So so it's like Again, it's personal preference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, per- preference. Yeah. Exactly. What about you, Casey? Casey likes him. He like he likes chewing I, like a so, like a bear. I mean, I like, like raw shit. So if you can give that to me rare, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? But that's just I grew up. I'm Asian uh, though, so like we we yeah. toss this shit on a walk, call it a day. You know what I'm saying? Like as soon as you get a little color on it, that's fine. That's our form of barbecue uh, in Asian cuisine, and I'm completely fine with it. I don't like when things fall off too much because I want to like I want to work for it. But that's how I was brought up. So, you know, that's, that's a great point. So I'll tell preference. you where I, my perception changed. And that was I ate at this uh, Chinese restaurant in San Francisco and um, Sichuan cooking. And basically they have raw ribs that they're there. So basically the ribs are like the bones are like this. They cut them this way. So they're one inch pieces of barbecue ribs. And it's a quick stir fry. It's a Sichuan chili dish. And it's like and I got to admit, I'm picking up these this little piece of bone and I'm pulling off the meat. And it was it was so tender and delicious. And I'm like, this is baby back rib. And. <laughs> And then they were like, yeah. And I'm like, but you cook these from raw. And, they're, and, and the, the chef was like, yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. Only you, only you Americans eat your, you know, eat your pork. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> completely murdered and braised down. Like, and I'm wow. like, you know what? you're right. And so what my, my mindset changed is work on getting a better quality pork rib. Right. Mm. And, and so, so, and it's true. Like if you go to like to Neiman ranch or if you go to snake river farms, you know, if there's, there's purveyors out there that just create a better pork product. Um, and I, I have to admit, um, it's funny because I did post, I did post, I, I made a barbecue rib, uh, video uh, a while back. And it's funny because like, I will get enough smoke where I feel they're not too smoky and then I'll wrap them real quick. But I've also cooked barbecue ribs, or I'm sorry, baby backs all the way through 300, all the way through or 275 all the way through. But what I really like is that first hour, hour and a half, you develop the smoke, get the smoke ring, but then wrap them. So then they stay moist. And then I cook them where like, you'll see it in the video where I take a bite out of it. You can hear 
like me pulling it off, taking a bite, yeah. pulling it off. And they were so delicious. But I have to be honest, for my kids, it's different. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut them and then I'm gonna put them back in the oven, you know, toss them in a little more sauce so they can so they can enjoy it. But yeah, um, yeah I just I just thought that's crazy because you know, just as well as I know about there's so many nuances to barbecue and everybody has their own spin. And like I try to be respectful, but I am not cooking for TikTok chefs anymore. I'm cooking how I want to cook. Hey. And it's funny because like I feel bad because like some some people that come in the comments, whether it's on Casey's video, I saw a comment that uh, Casey responded to like it's so funny because he has this shit eating grin. He's responding to this, 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 he has this comment pinned and he's responding to it. And it's funny because he already knew that he won that conversation. Like there's no debate. Like once you, once you spurt out the hate and if you're wrong, dude, you're wrong. Like oh, it's a just, wrap. just admit it. Like in case you do, cause like you could tell the difference between like chefs and cooks. And I feel bad because I know some of these young kids, they just don't know. And I really want to help educate them, but I just can't, I can't respond to every comment all the time like kcb you know he, he'd be leaning into the I'm negativity <laughs> <laughs> he loves it the clapback king himself yeah. i really so, love it so i want to i want to ask you a little bit more about your meal prep company and is that your only business or do you have multiple businesses nope that's that that's my baby man so that started 2000 nice. uh, november 2018 uh, we are out of NutriShop Fort Worth and actually we'll start a second location in the new year in South Lake Colleyville. So that's like, that's my thing. That's, that's awesome. Thing. That is great. Hell and you yeah. know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to be there right there with you soon. What, um, question, um, how many, about how many meals do you do a week? Do you do it twice a week? Do you do one big push or do you, is it constantly, you just constantly so delivery days are Sundays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And then we also sell individual meals in shop. So, so wow. proper prep has a, the proper prep was really birthed out of my weight loss journey. Right. And so we have a focus in the bodybuilding community. Um, we've, yeah. So we focus on bodybuilders. So a lot of our stuff is bulk. What happened with the pandemic is I had to transition into what I call the, uh, you know, the mom car riders, the first responders, et cetera. So, you know, the recipes had to expand for the longest time, man, I was doing basic stuff, you know, chicken by the pound, uh, 93, seven lean ground beef by the pound ground turkey by the pound, et cetera. Um, so we have a couple athletes, uh, now that use our meal prep service exclusively. So between the athlete base, the meal sold in NutriShop, and then you can go online and order in bulk. And then we have a couple meal plans, et cetera. Um, that's pretty much what proper prep has evolved to over the years. That's amazing. How many people do you have working for you? Is it just uh, solo? Oh, less than 10, less than 10. Okay. It yeah, kind of depends. Cool. Nice. I'll be honest with you. The true answer is it depends on the month yeah. <laughs> and what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. You go from, there's been times it's been just me and then times you've had to, you know, do what you got to do. So I, yeah. I, I say it all the time. I started and survived a pandemic and I'm still yeah. here. So, yeah. you know, I have to add, that's, a, that's, that's amazing to me. So, so for me, it was funny because my, I was doing, uh, I did packed meals in Los Angeles and uh, are you nationally yet? Have you been able to ship nationally yet? Or no, you? man. I'm so. If you want to have the dry ice, no dry ice conversation, we can. But I'll be <laughs> honest with you. When I did some tests, yeah, I'm not, I can, I'm not shipping it's, yet. It's rough, but it's rough, me, and it's expensive. But, like what the hell? Is. What the hell? Yeah, but go ahead. But well, it's, it's funny you say that because yes, because it's by the pound. So, um, you know, what, when but what I will say is once you're able to go nationally, that's when your shit's going to blow the fuck up. It's going to blow up like 
Dude, so the thing is, is what happened with me is it just got too big. Like I couldn't handle it by myself. And even when I tried to hire someone, because I was what I was doing, I was working full time as a chef, and then I started doing it on my two days off. So one day I would source everything, the next day I would prep and then deliver. I had my babysitting deliver, and I mean I was doing you know upwards to two hundred meals a week, right? Securing the family. The thing is, the difference between like I was getting my ingredients wholesale and also top of the line. Right. Like right. Farmers your market. access. Yeah, yeah. 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 And and so I was able to leverage that. And then plus, like uh, I are also marketed as like chef curated meals. And the thing is, is like it's such a good business idea, but you have to put so much into it. Right. Like with all the supplies and all like everything. And it's like and it's crazy because um, my brother is actually he does a he did a way better job than me. And he's, uh, you can look it up. It's called Stacked Meals, and we're both we're partners on that. But he's just getting it going. But what I was going to say is, like, do you have, do you sponsor athletes? Like, do you provide their meals? They post on social media. Yeah. So if you go to properprepkeller.com and click on the proper athletes, those are all of our sponsored athletes. So the deals I've I've learned a thing or two about (laughs) sponsoring athletes. You know, originally it was. Dude, you're gonna wear my shirt at your at your deadlift competition. Sure, go for it. So now, a lot of my deals are, you know, they're sales based. You know, they're like there's tiered discounts. You know what I mean? You get ten percent off, and you get a free T-shirt and maybe three pounds of food. You know, if if some, and it's almost like an affiliate program. So they all get a mm. you, you know a unique code, and based on how many sales you drive in, you could get thirty percent off, fifty percent off, or even free. But it's it's got to make sense for me. Um, you know, in the long run. So, but right now what we're noticing is, and I'll be honest with you, the, the new year, new me crowd every year. So right now that's our focus. So we're talking to the, you know, we're doing a lot of pops up at the pop-ups at the Nutra shops. So we're kind of going to focus. It's not bodybuilding season down here now. Um, so now we're doing the whole, you know, new year, new me thing. And then, uh, you know, the shows have been hit or miss. So I've had, you know, a guy's been in prep for seven weeks and then the damn show gets canceled. So, yeah, yeah, um, dude, that's that's amazing, man. You know, and what I what I would recommend and um, you, you're going to actually like this is go to a CrossFit box, go to a CrossFit gym and okay. it, go to a CrossFit gym and you should ask. And this is just I mean, this is just some advice. You should just talk to the ownership and ask them if you can put a fridge in there. Right. And then that you can have the athletes pick up once a week. Listen, man, that freaking boom for me. Like when I went, I I went down to Equinox, uh, Equinox um, in downtown Los Angeles. And what I realized. (laughs) Yeah. And listen, I, and it was crazy because uh, it was just, it was, I get, so one of, one of the food runners that I was working with was like, Hey chef, I want to get some of your meals. I saw your Instagram, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, here it is, right. You get five for X amount of dollars, 10 for X amount of dollars. And I'm like, but it's limited. So you know, one, I cooked this amount and that's it for the week. Right. So you got to get your order in. And, uh, and it was funny because he was talking to his personal trainer just to make the long story short. I linked up with this personal trainer and I was like, listen, how about this? Why don't I just give you a week's worth of meals? You tell me if you like them and then we can work out a deal. Listen, man, his personal trainer, I didn't know had like 34 clients. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and dog, we're talking and literally 60% of them call like hit me up. Right. And it was crazy because like, I'm talking like week after week, it was just like, dude, I was getting buried. It was amazing because it was just like so much, like it was just, it was awesome. But yeah, I'm, I'm really, that's going to be a part of my, that's going to be a part of my like portfolio a little bit down the road. But um, mm. it's like, it's just really hard here in uh, right now because I just don't have time, man, with content creation and oh, it's just, it's a lot. And I'm sure yeah, you know man. that. Yeah. Oh man. A lot of, and you know, for me, because I, uh, 
the company before that in Cleveland was Media by Easy. That, that I have a background in, in in production. That's actually the first company I had. Um, so for me, oh, that's I, that's why your videos are so crispy. Yeah. So yeah, the other thing crispy. is from a from a business perspective, I am super super cheap. I if I don't have to so I will cook the food, shoot the video, edit the video, master the audio, chop it up, post it, everything else. So when you're doing the meal prep thing, I'm trying to do the Facebook ads, do the Instagram ads, go source the food, you know, sliding yeah. the butcher at Sam's Club 20 bucks so he can keep the eye arounds before they sell out, you know, literally trying to and, and to your point and all the while trying to raise four kids. You know, yeah. and that's, you know, that's the thing that I think a lot of content consumers don't appreciate is that your content creators is not single with a bunch of money in the bank who wakes up at eight o'clock and goes, let me just make TikToks today. Yeah. You know, there, there's been a lot of times I've c come off a, you know, six, seven hour cook. And then because I didn't want to hire a driver, I went and did the deliveries, came back and I'm like, well, I got to keep the algorithm happy. So let me post a TikTok video. And, it, you know, it, and then after you shoot the video, you got to go chop it up and you got to yeah. edit it. You know what I yeah. mean? So um, it's definitely a grind. It's definitely, it's yeah. def absolutely a grind. That's why, that's why I try to tell people, you know, like I have so much respect for anybody who's creating content because I know what it's like and you know what it's like, Casey, you know what it's like. And uh, I'll be, I'll be honest. I audited my workflow. And, um, and it's so funny because what bogs me down the most, okay, I'm not, first of all, let me put this out there. I'm not a videographer. I'm not a cinematographer. I am not, I don't claim to be, but a lot of people always ask me, Hey, what's your, what camera do you use? What lens do you use? And I'm like, listen, do not talk to me about that. I am <laughs> not a professional. And I'm like, yo, I think editors are underrated. I think video, uh, I think, you know, people that are in, <clears throat> you know, videography or cinematography, I think it's underrated. I think they're underrated, but anyway, what I was saying is I audited my whole workflow, right? And, you know, it was taking me four to six hours for a TikTok, right, to edit. And you know what I'm saying? And I was, in, I was into it. I was, like, into color grading and audio and all this stuff. But I got to be honest. I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't enjoy that part, you know? That's not, like, something I enjoy. So I outsource my editing now. And uh, I use I I, I, and, and let me tell you something. I am able to create so much more content, so much more content, right? Like, Outsourcing my dude, being able to just copy the link to the Google Drive and send that <laughs> shit off. Oh, like this. And it's it's amazing. I mean, it's expensive. Don't get me wrong. I pay six hundred bucks a month, but it's so worth it for me because I'm able to do so many more things, right? Yeah, and you and you know what? So and I and I say this all the time, and I think I've I've all I preach all the time. I think time is really the only true currency anywhere. Yeah, and yeah, so, I, you know, you spend six hundred bucks, man, but the time that you have is oh. probably not is you know it's just a fraction of the cost and and, yeah. and especially with me having a, i don't know how old your kids are but with me having adult children and the corporate trips i mean dude i'm talking red eye to san diego landed in dallas at 6 a.m opened the mm. call center at 8 a.m then had wow. to go show a client at six that night got home and kissed the kids while they were asleep so it's yeah. and and in hindsight you look back and you go for, I mean, you know, you're making decent money, but for what? Like, what did yeah. I lose? And so, yeah. especially now, like with the TikTok thing and, uh, you know, that's the, the dad joke is kind of my tap to my kids. You know, yeah. I get more excited because now it's to the point where their friends were like, dude, your dad showed up on my FYP. And yeah. so like, to, to see their face where yeah. they're like, man, Stacy mm. said that she liked the, the ribeye rib video or whatever. Yeah. Um, to mm. me, those are the things that truly have value. Yes. You yes, know what I, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I, I definitely get it. The editing for me, what's funny is as the editing is easier for me than the cooking. 
believe mm. it or like when I'm done cooking, yeah. I'm like, I'm a woosah. I, just, I can go in the office, I can put some jazz on and I can edit, but I'm as, as comfortable with editing as you probably are with cooking. Yeah, it's funny yeah. because me, Marco and I talked about that. Marco and I, Philip and I talked about that. I am so comfortable with the cooking, like my workflow, I'll shoot like five, five to six TikToks in one shoot. For, uh, I'll t- it'll take me like two to four hours to shoot, but the cooking, the organization, get everything lined up, all the mise en place ready, clockwork. Shooting the shot, shooting the shot, getting the <laughs> ISO, getting the ISO dialed in, the aperture, making sure the lighting's right. Shit, man, I'd be because sometimes I get so engulfed in the cooking where now it's kind of like quantity over quality for me. Like with TikTok and Instagram, you can kind of get away with the quality, but like I'll notice and I'll just note it for next time. But um, yeah, that's that's just super funny. So let me ask you one more one more thing. And uh, Casey, I don't know if you have any questions. I, I feel like I've been talking a lot, but um, no, no, you're good. You keep going sponsorship post ads have you been reached out to ads from ads yet yes yeah, so huh, funny you should mention that magical butter did an aggressive i mean they just they came for me I, I will say that and so they ended up sending like their infuse machine and the first video i did you know i said look from a business perspective you have to understand what TikTok is. They're very big on community guidelines. And they're like, well, Delta 8 is legal in Texas and you're in Texas, so you should infuse some butter with Delta 8 marijuana. And I'm like, I get what you're saying, but if you look at my feed, I don't swear, right? If you look at my feed, I, there's, there's, there's things I do intentionally because let's just be honest, man. I wanted to be an African-American guy that was not swearing, that spoke intelligently, that knew what, knew what the fuck he was talking about, was was kind of cool, not too corny, but you could bump into him, kind of chill vibe, but super clean. And that's, that's, that, that is what I wanted my TikTok to be. So at any rate, so, you know, they're like, do it how you would do it. So the first video I did, I did exactly that. I infused butter but I made brioche. I just took like brioche bread, toasted it, put some parsley on it, uh, dipped it in the bit, and they, and they loved it. Like the magical butter, the guy who runs magical butter reached out and said he wanted to do a second campaign. So I did infused oil. TikTok removed it simply because they wanted to show the green oil being poured in. Um, mm. So that was a little bit of a bummer because that video yeah. did like nine k. I think yeah. it's like the first hour, which yeah. for for me, chef, for me. Yeah. That's pretty good. No, yeah, no, that's no, that's that's amazing. Yeah. That's so, really good. Uh, you know, that's been good. And I'll be honest with you, man. And this is also an unpopular opinion. I don't think content creators value is appropriate. When you look at some yeah. of these, like I've gotten a lot of offers. They're like 100, 200 bucks. And I'm like, wait a minute. But what happens if I go viral? So what I'm mm. actually working on is uh, I am rewriting kind of the contract to be view based. Don't pay me anything up front. But if I hit 10K, this is what I need. If yeah. I hit 20K, this is what I need. Or have it be view-based. Well, look, yeah. I can do one video. If I get you 50K views, cool. But if I do six videos, I'll get you 50K view. Cool. Yeah. Um, you, you know you know what I like? Tell me, you might you might not. But there's Okay, there's so many different. Okay, this is a great conversation. And Casey, I'm telling you, this is, this is good for you too as well. Um, because the thing is, is it's always tricky and I like to be transparent and I, I'll be honest, I leave so much money on the table with how many sponsorship deals I get like it. And I've, I'm going to start doing more because I need to offset the cost of the camera equipment. Don't tell my wife, <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, cause I think it's always good to increase your quality each quarter or at least do something to, you know, increase the quality of your content because 
there's a few things that I realized with working with a lot of brands uh, just on um, sponsorship deals. Um, I only want the big brands, to be honest. I'm not wasting time if it's under 500 bucks, dude. I'm not going to lie. I'm not even going to that. You're not like, I don't want to push your Amazon product, but as a chef um, with a family and with my page, you know, a lot of people are genuinely interested. So I really love the fact that you keep your content clean because that's going to help you out in the long run. Because here's the thing, like, and he, and I just had this conversation with, uh, with hood meals, you know, hood meals. Yeah. Dude. Hey, my yeah. man, ju- he just followed me, bro. He just followed me. And I was like, yo, hood meals. I love it, dog. Hey, what's up? I love his content, but, but dude, if he, he can't like, the problem is, is he has sick 5.6 million followers on TikTok, and almost half of he has more than a half a million on Instagram. Guess how many sponsorship posts you see? None. Zero. You got to be marketable. He I mean, doesn't. It. He don't even. They don't. He didn't even get the air fryer for free, man. Come on. You know how, dude? Every week somebody's trying to send me a fucking air fryer. Every week. Ninja, Ninja, the Chinese company. The, dude, I, I'm telling you. But I don't want that. I want I want Breville. I want Breville to sponsor me. I got a Breville back there. But anyway, let me get back off my tangent. I want to be transparent about content creation because this is a new market. And I'm going to give you a couple examples. And we should all talk about this, right? So my fee for a two for a 60 second TikTok is 2K, right? That's my fee for a 60 second t- TikTok. And I'll tell you what, a lot of people deny it. Some people are cool with it. But um, I think it's always good to share because it's not my main source of income. But the thing is, is like, I know there's a lot of creators out here that are just doing videos in exchange for free product. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. Mm. Whoever's out there, do not do videos in exchange for free products. Okay. You're worth more than that. And also keep, keep your content clean. If this is going to be your main source of income, big companies don't want to see cursing. They don't want to see, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, sexual things. Right. Um, also I will say that know what you want no, like okay, so know your community and what your community is going to want. I, getting back to my original point, I think where my value is going to come in is actually creating the video for the brand, not putting it on my page, saying, "Hey, let me create a TikTok video for you." Gotcha. Do you see what I'm saying? So like, yep. so like, uh, Granda and I, um, I did the same thing. I use Granda the app as a. I'm a yearly subscriber. I love the app. Dude, the, the one of the app creators reached out to me. He's like, "Hey, I'd love to partner with you." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "You know what? Let me let me just shoot you a video. I'll shoot you a testimonial. You tell me how it's like, how you like it, and then we can go from there. How about that?" And uh, and it's funny because that's the brands that I want to do. I actually believe in that product. But I shot him a commercial, and um, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And I outsource my editing, and so also I shoot in 4K. You know, there's there's it takes time, right? But it's funny because from that it spiraled into three more brand deals. Do you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So there's other brands that are looking at my page. They see that they see that video and they're like, wow, this is what we want. Right. And I'll be honest, I have tears with my content creation, too, where like if, if I'll ask a sponsor, uh, a sponsor, like, hey, this is my fee. Here's my thing. If you want it shot on a mirrorless camera and edited professionally, here's the fee. If you want me to do a selfie video on my iPhone, here's the fee. Right. Give them the option. Give them the option. Gotcha. Because here's the thing with TikTok and Instagram. You know, you, you can you can get away with the low quality. It's fine. Like it just depends on what the brand wants. Now, I will argue that I think um, if your video skills are good, you can make a lot more money creating videos for brands because they don't want to do it. They don't want to post their TikToks. They don't want to. They don't want. They want somebody else to do it. A good friend of mine just signed a deal for almost a hundred k for twenty twenty two. Almost a hundred k for almost twenty for twenty TikToks. Twenty TikTok videos mm. and. 
Wow. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mention his name, but I was like, dude, congratulations. Like oh, that's huge. That's huge. <laughs> that's what's that's huge. But his video editing and production is uh beautiful and it's a big brand. Gotcha. So. Yeah, man. That's it. you know, my, my issue is and 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 I will, you know, kind of give some clarity to my other statement. You know, I'm I, I have not been completely zen at peace with TikTok performance, you know, because I consume a lot of content too, and I know I don't have, you know, the best content, but I I'm looking at, you know, you look at uh, you hey, look at other content and you compare. And don't judge yourself. Your content is very good, bro. Don't yeah, fucking well, judge yourself, you. man. Right. Listen, it's very good. It's nice and crispy. The lighting is really good. It's it's really good, man. I, I, I appreciate that because I know what it takes to create a video like that. It's not easy. It's not as easy as just pushing a record button on your iPhone and then turn it around and just posting within the app. Right. When you when you take when you take the extra step to film on a on, you know on a legit camera and actually edit it and put it put it up you're creating this is the this is what you're setting a standard for yourself you know what i'm saying exactly. yep. not to okay but here's the thing i'll also play devil's avocado here uh, i don't know if you know um albert albert cancook albert cancook he has yes. like uh, yeah yeah great great dude listen he just upgraded literally a couple you're years ago you're kidding swear to god i swear to god all we, those videos were I, on a phone I swear to God, you gotta be shitting me. I swear to you, my guy. I swear. I we did it. We did a collab. I come over. I got my Sony A7 III. Right. I'm like, yeah, boy, <laughs> yeah, dog. Hey, I got my laptop. You know, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm. I got all the food, and we. I was like, hey, so so Albert, I wanted to ask, what are you, what are you shooting with, man? He's like, what do you mean, what am I shooting with? And I'm like, what do you film with? And then his wife. Picks up Pulls a little up pink phone. Yeah, and that's what he shoots with. But he just recently upgraded. So his uh the the newest video with the pomegranate that he shot is it uh it was the camera. But he yeah he shot and edited in iMovie, and Marco and I uh, Woodfire Whiskey were completely blown away. That's a and as a and a, as a Final Cut user to hear he's chopping in iMovie, I almost yes. fell out of my chair. So yeah, Dog, I know. That's Isn't crazy. that crazy? Now nope. I have so much more respect for his content because yes. he's doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and it's funny because uh, you know he's a. Uh, but the thing is, is he has a little advantage. So he's a software engineer, right here in tech in uh, Tech City, right? Like he is a software engineer, so he knows how to. He knows how to get the engagement, how to like he knows all how these apps work and he and he has the upper hand in that. But his videos are great, man. And I'm so glad that he's uh, he's popping off now. Cool. Hey, uh, sorry. I know we're running out of time, Casey, but you have any questions? I feel like I'm just like freaking blabbing on here. No, no, no. You're good. The, my only question. I've been around the country, tried plenty of barbecue. My The best barbecue I've ever had is La Barbecue in Austin, Texas. I just want your input. But what is your favorite place or barbecue that you consume uh over there in, in that's a texas good, that's area. a good question uh, this Franklin. is a, this is a big loaded Franklin. question Franklin. okay ah, Franklin's, yes okay okay i know i know but but i will say this i was one of the people who did not want to buy into the hype i'm like man everybody says franklin so i tried i tried different places yeah i gotta go with franklin's man what about terry blacks did you try terry black no i, I have not tried there okay maybe Everybody i'll add, add those to the list yeah, because everybody was telling me that um, it's worth it to not wait in line and go to Terry Black's, and that's where like a lot that's of that's why I went go. to La Barbecue because I didn't want to wait at Franklin. Listen, I gotta admit, Franklin Franklin Barbecue, he did a <sighs> dude, he did a fantastic job, man, fantastic job of uh, marking himself. Um, I ordered the uh, brisket off of Gold Gold Belly, and I gotta be honest, man, it was legit. It was legit. Yeah, that wait the wait list for his smoker though. Oh. 
but I, I don't think I'd pay for that though. I don't think I'd pay. Yeah, it's, yeah. Too, it's too much money. You're because you can get the you can get the browser the browser smoker, which is like twelve hundred bucks. You know, and it's it's cut. I'm not going to say it's the same thing, but I, I'm going to say it's it's pretty much like equally as good. You're just not paying for the name. But hey, you know, it, that's to each his own, man. You don't you can't talk about people's setup and <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. people people get upset, man. That's crazy, man. Dude, I love this podcast. This was a great podcast. It was really nice to meet you, man. I know we got to close it up here. KC, you got any final questions? No, that's it. I, I just wanted to to pick the brains of uh, the barbecue people because I don't do barbecue myself. Well, different form of it. I do ramen. So my my barbecue takes in a form of soup. So anything that's low, low and slow, that's my version. I, I get addicted to that. But it's also it's also really fun seeing your both faces when we talking about barbecue. Y'all light up. Like that's that's what y'all. Yeah, are yeah. Into. you know what? You know, you know what? Because like, I'm at at some point, I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna break up. Look, like I want like a piece of land. I want to be away from this COVID bullshit, and I want like have, you know, I want to chop the wood. I want to go down the rabbit hole of like. I even want to create. Could you imagine this? I want to create my own charcoal. Like that's how. Sure. Oh. Yeah. Like like go I want to get. I want to create my own charcoal here in the U.S. Like I want to have either almond wood oak or um you know whatever wood it is whatever i decide and i want to make actual charcoal to burn because you know what i don't like i don't like getting lump charcoal so i got i forgot where i got it from fuego or whatever i don't know i forgot what it was i don't know uh, grab them by the brisket hook me up with uh some some of their charcoal that they're sponsored by i love it don't get me wrong but you know what i don't like i don't like the odd end pieces when, when they break when it comes when this gets shipped and i feel like some of the pieces are kept too big of this lump charcoal and uh, I was like, you know, what if I created my own charcoal? Like, you know, have you ever used Bichaton charcoal? Bichaton? No, I haven't. But just to a point with the lump charcoal, it's funny you mentioned that. So I normally have another empty bag. I'll put the lump charcoal in an empty bag and I got a mallet and break it up because it's a, you'll have like a piece of lump charcoal this big yeah. and then the smaller and then you try, so I'm, I'm with you there so I always yeah. break it up yeah. you know what yeah you know what I do I shake off the dust I shake off the dust and then I pick out certain pieces when I'm building the fire but see this is what I'm talking about this is what people don't talk about and and I'll, t- I'll tell you what t- t- tell me this this is this is genius and I don't know why I never did this before but um, I always like when if I'm cooking if I'm doing a long cook or if I'm uh, what doesn't matter what I'm cooking actually I will start a fire next to the offset with just with just wood and a little charcoal and then i'll use those coals to throw in the offset do you know what i'm saying yeah, because like yeah, we, you know, i i because at saison what we did was we um we would we would light the logs and then we would let them burn off before we put it in the smoker right you know what i'm saying like we wouldn't let that white smoke even touch the inside of the chamber because uh that's how that's how like anal chef was and it and it made so much sense because he because we we actually fucked up a batch of like uh smoked tomatoes we, we were smoking tomatoes and he's like, hey, he's like, I, I want everybody to taste this. Everybody come around right now. And we, and what happened was the guy was new. He just put the log straight into the smoker. And then started and, to cook. Okay. And just start and put the tomatoes in immediately. So all that white smoke went through the tomatoes. But when you're smoking something as delicate, and that's why I want to start, I want to do this because what people don't realize is it's not just about barbecued meats. You can also smoke vegetables, right? Like that, that where you oh, can man. get, where you can I get, got some smoked pineapples that are, that's what I'm saying. Bro, Smoke pineapple, bro. Smoke pineapple <laughs> with this honey glaze. It's like yeah. I put a honey pecan glaze over top yes. of it. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that that yeah. even sounds amazing. But so we all sit around these tomatoes, and I t- we all take a bite. He's like, I want all. Of, he's like, yeah, they look cooked, right? They look delicious. Okay, great. Taste one. We taste it, and I'm telling you right now, it tasted like I just 
just chewed on a Newport, man. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. And he's like, okay, so this is not the result we want. And then we went to the, the, the finished product that he made and it was on the shelf. And then he's, he's, you know, we, we all taste one. He's like, listen, you taste that, right? It's just a hint of smoke. Very, very, it's like a hint of smoke, but it's, but it's a depth of flavor that you cannot get if you ruin it with this acrid smoke. And I'm like, damn, he's right. <laughs> like, damn. Yeah. You know, yeah, well, he's also yeah, it, Joshua Skeens, so yeah, jo- well, so yeah, Joshua, Joshua Skeens, I would argue that is one of the best chefs. I wish, he, I really wish he was cooking anymore. He's he's at his ranch now in Northern California, but this this chef has the best palate I've ever seen in my life. Like, I, I couldn't fucking yeah. believe it, man. That's a crazy I, I swear palate. to God. So, Bo, I, I worked at when I worked at Saison, we were doing, I was doing a tasting for the Angler restaurants, and it was funny because I made this dish, and uh, he's tasting it, and he's like looking at me, and he's like. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, this is perfect. What is he talking about? There's no, there's nothing wrong with this dish. And then he's like, he's like, Hey, the, I think the garlic is a little sour. I think the garlic is too fermented. And I was like, what? And then I run upstairs and I'm like, I'm, I look at the fucking garlic and it had like, it was, it was too far. It was, it wasn't bad, but you how know how the hell you, did he taste that post? I have, oh, that's just no palate, idea. Bro. That's, it was palate. in the sauce. It was in the fucking sauce because all I did it was, was just palate. I, I, and I remember I was just, I just grabbed the garlic and I, I cut it real quick and I sauteed it in the butter. I didn't really, I wasn't paying attention. But then when I looked at the, the mise en place, I was like, fuck, how did he pick that up? He's like, yeah, he's like, he's like the, the, the garlic is sour in the sauce. And I'm like, what? I'm like, yes, yeah, chef. And I go back and I taste the sauce and I couldn't taste it. I couldn't taste it. But then once he pointed it out, then I tasted it again. I kept tasting it and I'm like, damn, it's like right at the end. Damn. I was like, God damn. Man, that's was, crazy. Absolutely that's crazy. Level. <laughs> I'm talking, my man would pick, like, he would pick, like, in a vinaigrette, he could tell you exactly what you put in it. He could tell you exactly what was in it. Like, that's how developed his palate was. It was absolutely crazy, man. And that's what made me really dive deep in making sure I knew my shit with, like, how to taste things. It's crazy. But anyway, we got to wrap this up. I got to go yeah. to work, man, but it was so nice talking to you, man. I really appreciate you coming on. And, uh, having no, this likewise, story. man. I, again, man, I, uh, this was kind of a surreal experience for me, man. Huge fan. Awesome. And, you know, thank you for having me on your podcast, man. Yeah, man. Like, and now we're friends. So, so it's totally cool. Yeah, it was awesome, man. All right, Casey, go ahead. Take us out, brother. All right. I'm going to close out. Uh, for everybody else, I'll make sure Bo's links are down below so you guys can find out. Make sure you absolutely have to check out his prep kitchen. Uh, make sure we order. I mean, Bo, if we can like, if we can like give you money so we can be part of it, we would definitely do it. Like straight up. <laughs> uh, I'm all about it. Investment, for yeah. like, you know, um, for a home, uh, for a home use because I did. But anyway, needless to say, everybody else, thank you so much and tune in again. Thank you.